Hello and welcome to another cinema. Dave here with my wife Kathy as always. Hello. We are on the way to Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Um, and we are Facebook living this intro. This is pretty new for us. It's also dark, so it's not actually a very interesting video. It's, it's not interesting at all. It's the cinema, though. This is a lot what of the people cinema. People are curious how this looks like. Yeah, and so this is what it looks like. If anyone wants to is listening to this and can't see, head to our Facebook page uh, forward slash the cinema, and you can look at the pavement and the lights and all these things. Um, so I'm very excited about this. I'm a big Star Wars fan. You are less of a Star Wars fan. Yeah. I, basically, I don't care about Star Wars, so I neither love it nor hate it. I'm completely neutral. And if we, if I wasn't married to you who loves Star Wars, I wouldn't be going to see this movie. Oh, right. Yeah. How much of this has been on your radar and what do you know about it? I just know that it's not set in like the other universe of like the other movies I mean it's set in the universe but it's not the same plot it's a separate plot and that next year a movie's going to come out that's like number 8 that's all I know yeah that's right so what, uh, how much do you know about the plot of this? nothing I saw <laughs> there, a trailer came on once in the cinema and I um, went to the loo <laughs> um, you went to the loo deliberately? no I just wasn't it was just boring it was just like a reaction-y trailer so just I didn't care about it yeah um, okay well what it is about is uh, it's the it's about the plans of, for the Death Star that were stolen and given to Princess Leia, which sort of sets off the very first ever Star Wars movie. Ah, so it's set. A New Hope. When's it set then? Between. It's set b- three between and four. episode three and four. Yeah, ah. exactly. I ah, see you do know. What's I know. Happening. Well, I know. You know it. what's going on. I mean, I, you did make me watch them all. Uh, so I am all right. So I was not particularly excited about this movie um, for the whole, you know, the whole sort of release window. The trailers didn't nothing for me. I think it looked it looked so boring and dry. It was like drier than a Christmas turkey. Relevant. <laughs> nice. Um, I'm wearing a Star Wars Christmas jumper. He is, yeah. Anyway, I'm very excited. And also, we saw that it was the same director as Godzilla, and we thought Godzilla was like a bit of a mess. <laughs> it was. It was a beautiful visual mess. Um, no, be- it was beautifully visually, but the movie was a mess. Yeah. And that's kind of what I feared was going to happen here, because certainly the visuals in the trailer... The trailer looked awful, I thought. Oh, no, I disagree. It looks amazing. Oh, I thought it looked really like, action and dark, and I don't know. I'm not yeah, into but it. he's a real visual artist, but the problem is um, the story in Godzilla, I-, I felt like he can't really get a pr- good performance out of an actor. Um, and... It was just really flat and boring. And and they had Brian, a spoiler for Godzilla, but they had Brian Cranston in a movie and killed him off after, what, 15, 20 minutes? Uh, Which yes. is weird. Um, but there were some really beautiful shots in Godzilla. There's an overhead shot when they're on train tracks um, and the monster's just going underneath. Like, he's a real inventive movie maker. And he's a real interesting choice because he basically started in his bedroom two, movie, two movies back. Like, he made his debut... Monsters. His debut. His debut. That'll be my feature film uh, when I first make it. Um, he did all the special effects out of his like bedroom on his home computer, 
and then he made Godzilla and now he's making Star Wars. So it's like the what a movie. I think so. Do you know Correct what that's me, IMDb. I have no f- I'm I know that I'm not going to like the style of this movie based on Godzilla and the trailer. Yeah, I really don't think you're going to like this at all. No. Um I'm like it's funny, it's just so under my radar and like I so I've got a lot of friends who are like really into Star Wars and who've gone to um I know a lot of people who've gone to like fan screenings. And they're all raving about it and I'm like okay, fine, but I want to hear someone who's not a fan tell me what it's like because we all know that there's my theory anyway is that people who saw Star Wars when they were children love it people who saw Star Wars for the first time as an adult like me go yeah it's fine and so far I haven't met anyone who's seen this movie who who first saw Star Wars as an adult and who has like a genuine neutral perspective on them maybe you'll be the first (laughs) setting new ground no I'm not I'm just saying like apparently the first hour is not very good and then the second hour is really good so but I think a lot of people are saying that the very end of this movie is not a spoiler but it's, it's sort of a big battle and people are raving about that but I know you so well you hate battles you hate movie battles I think you're going to be switched off and very unengaged I hope not for a lot of I mean I want to like it I like the last one that we went to exactly pretty much this day last year but that's the thing right The Force Awakens had a lot of humour in it and the the characters were very likeable from what I've seen of the trailers as I said it looks dry it looks boring there's no humour beats you're kind of writing that it's got a very grey palette and uh it's like they tried to land a few jokes in the trailer and it just completely flopped from my from my point of Who's view. Who's in it? What actors? I know the guy from The Night Of is in it, who we like. Yeah, Riz Ahmed uh, is in it. Um, I forget the name of the lead actress. God, I'm really bad. She's we, English, isn't we're she? We're so bad at doing research. I know, we're really bad. On the show. <laughs> oh, and the music. You said the IMDb. music's different this time. Oh, yes. I'm very excited about the music. It's the first Star Wars movie that hasn't been scored by John Williams. It's been scored by Michael uh, Giacchino. I think, think that's how you pronounce his name. He's like one of the best composers out there. He did um, Lost, one of my favourite soundtracks. Yeah, I love Lost. Ever. Amazing. The soundtrack, not the show. <laughs> no, yeah, the show. <laughs> and he did, uh, you know, a lot, he does a lot of Pixar movies. He did Up and Inside Out. He oh, did, he did. Uh, I love the music to Up. Oh, beautiful. All right, okay. And that's he a good did um, uh, Star Trek, the, all the Star Trek reboots, which mm, also had great don't soundtracks. Don't recall the music. So yeah, I'm very, very excited about the, the music. So I think, look, we're nearly, nearly there. at the cinema, as you can see. So um, summary is, we've both so relatively low expectations, but you want it to be amazing. Well, this is the thing, my expectations were so low until like the last two days people started seeing it and saying it, it was, it's incredible. Yeah, but remember people said The Phantom Menace was good. Yeah, that's true. Maybe they've got the, uh, the sort of blinkers on. Yeah. But I was all prepared to... Like be surprised because my expectations were so low, but now my expectations are so high. Way too high. I'm prepared to be disappointed. Yes. So it's like I just wish there was some sort of middle ground here where I just didn't care, but I do. I and care so much. To be much. fair, one of the people I trust most at movies is my friend Rob, who's from the Electric Shadows podcast. Shout and out to he, Rob. Yeah. Hey, Rob. He said it's really good, and he'd give it four stars, despite a slightly bad first start. So. And Rob's also wearing a Star Wars Christmas jumper. Yeah, he's wearing so. a Star Wars Christmas jumper today too. So, you know, that makes me think I'd probably take a star off his review. Because <laughs> <laughs> as neutral as he tries to be, he can't really be. Sorry, we just Rob, had you're our losing <laughs> stars fast We just here. had our um, staff Christmas lunch and someone gave him Star Wars socks and I've literally never seen anyone happier. I get Star Wars socks every yeah, year from, you from your them. family and from my family. <laughs> I'm wearing so, them right now. So easy to buy for. Anyway, right, we, listen, we better get off. That's the cinema there, okay. Oh, and we're going to see it in 3D, which apparently is going to be really dark. Well, yeah, it always loses. You get like 20% light loss or something. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, okay. See you in a bit.
cold of this moment. The force is strong. Make ten men feel like a hundred. We'll take the next chance. And the next. You're rebels, aren't you? Save the rebellion! Save the dream! Okay, so we're just out of... What was that? The bike. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so we're just out of uh, Star Wars... Uh, Rogue. Wait, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Um, Kathy, what did you think of, of that movie? We, we, we won't spo- talk spoilers yet. No, we won't do we spoilers. Spoiler stream. Firstly, what's really interesting is that... Um, the very first time we went to the cinema that we now go to all the time was exactly this day last year when we went to see the last Star Wars movie and it was such a buzz all the staff were dressed up the place was sold out and it was like really fun and when the music came on people were clapping and all the rest of it and there was nobody in there this night and this is the opening night staff weren't dressed up I mean they had some like Star Wars you know sweeties or whatever and we had uh, the entire section of the cinema we were sitting and we were the only people in it for like 10 what was the seats maybe we were the only people in that section I would say that cinema wasn't even 10% full no it was. It it's was been busier like when we went to Bridget Jones for example it was completely packed. packed that night so this so I just thought that was an interesting observation um, and I think it's because oh, you know obviously the last time everyone had been waiting so long for a movie and it was like Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher and it was you know really exciting so anyway that was initially I was like oh and then yeah like the opening scene was really cool I was like, this is really, really good opener. I'm really, like, sold on this. And then it kind of whizzed through loads of stories really quickly. And then, actually, by the end, I just thought, do you know what? This is bullshit. This isn't a standalone story at all. This is just a prequel. Yeah. That's all it is. I because completely I agree with I couldn't you. follow it. I kept... Luckily, no one was sitting next to us because... Because we... I, I just had to keep asking Dave what was happening. I was like, questions. I don't understand what's happening. Um, Which I think is is proves that this movie does not work without any knowledge of the Star no. Wars universe. And that's what I was excited about because I thought, oh, well, for once I'll actually go to a Star Wars movie and be on the same playing field as someone else. Nah, was not. Couldn't follow it. Didn't know who anyone was. And, like, don't get me wrong. I don't think it was, like, terrible or anything. It was, like, a completely, like, bog-standard movie. Um, it reminded me a little bit, actually, of the Star Trek movie we saw this summer. In just that, it's, like couple of elements that were good but just a big jumbled mess and and then this big mission they all have to reach at the end which was really similar to the mission at the end of Star Trek um, I actually it? I actually disagree with you oh. I think that movie was terrible <laughs> and I think the Star Trek movie was much better you think Star Trek is better than this well you Not, thought Star Wars was terrible I'm saying I think this movie that we just saw was terrible oh. and I think the Star Trek movie was a lot more fun oh it was more fun this has yeah. this was no fun no I'm fun. You thought it was terrible, though. I think I'm going to use the word t- terrible. I think I it was zero it was like lols. Standard. Look, I'm I'm maybe being a little bit harsh on it. I mean, okay. First of all, I'll say what I did like. Um, I think there were some some visuals in this which were absolutely stunning and really well done. Yeah, look good. The but I'll talk about more of that in spoilers. The 3D was crap. Waste of money. Complete waste of money. Yeah. Added nothing. In fact, just d- d- took away from most of the movie. The first two thirds of the movie were just grey mm. 
Yeah. And dark and very hard to see in 3D. Um, I don't remember a single moment where I thought that looked really good in 3D. I kept forgetting I was watching 3D, except that my glasses were kind of yeah. smudgy and annoying, which reminded me I was watching it in 3D. Added nothing. Oh, can we say, we should t- tell what happened with, with my 3D glasses. So I keep, because I'm such a yourself. scab, because I'm such a scab, I kept I keep two pairs of 3D glasses in my Well, that's not being a scab. Bag. That's actually better for well, the that, environment. Yeah, okay, it's better yeah. for the environment, because they charge you two pounds they're just waste. I go for them um, but because they've been in my bag for so long they're completely smudged and ruined yeah so I couldn't see out of mine <laughs> so, so I was like fuck this so I went down back to the counter before the movie started and pretended that I'd just been given that pair and that they were really smudged and I, so I complained and then she gave me a direct swap for them okay first of all <laughs> you should be embarrassed that you did that you should be but embarrassed that you're telling people about it and thirdly what this is proving is how boring the movie is that you'd rather talk about I would genuinely rather talk yeah. about that um, but no because that cinema first of all is a complete shithole uh, shout out to <laughs> don't shout out to it come on <laughs> we go there at least once a week I'm sorry we cannot trash if that if anyone from that cinema is listening <laughs> you are I fucking hate you so much um, you, you the queue there was no queues uh, there was no staff there were no queues. This should be one of the busiest nights of the year. Admittedly, fault, as you though. said, it wasn't. They had two people behind the desk. <laughs> the queues were like all over the place. I guess that's the people's okay, Dave, fault. Again, were you um, detracting from the movie review? No, no, no. Can we can we point out the fact that the cinema smelled of dog shit? <laughs> Do you know what? I was so I was bored. so distracted <laughs> so by bored. the smell of dog shit, which I couldn't tell was it the movie or the sm- uh huh, right? No, no, it was it was the Can floor. Can we get back to the movie review? I'm oh. really tired. I've had a really long week in work, and I want to finish this. Can we just go to Spoiler Street? All right. Yeah. Right. Let's turn so, on to Spoiler Street. Spoiler Street. Can I just say? Spoiler Street starting so, now. It is completely callous, completely pointless and completely just cashing in what they did because they basically made a movie knowing full well that they were going to kill every single character by the end of it. Like, what is the point of that? Like, genuinely, all right, there, we meet them, they get one plan and now they're all dead anyway. Like, she didn't even... She barely got to see her dad, which was the only emotional thing that I was rooting for in the movie. Also, no emotion there. No, actually, I do have to say I cried when he died. Really? But more probably crying out of boredom than anything. But yeah, I just thought, oh, so this is it then. They're just all going to die. And I was so confused by the plot because I thought that they were going to blow up the Death Star until Dave explained to me they were going to pick up plans. But this is exactly it. <laughs> you, like, without having seen Star Wars A New Hope, even though you have seen it, but you yeah, just but don't, don't remember, remember it. it and don't care. Like, wh- why wouldn't you think they were going to go blow, 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 blow up the Death Star? Yeah. You didn't, like, why, why would you have a whole council meeting and then in the end say, no, you cannot go and steal those plans? It's like, well, who cares if they want to go and steal but those here, plans? Here's my fundamental problem with this movie. And it's the problem with most prequels and it was the problem with the Star Wars prequels. We know this is better than those movies, though. We, this is better than uh, like the Phantom Menace. Mar- marginally, I would say. I, and I'll get into that in a sec. I think um, the problem with the prequels is we know exactly what the outcome is so there is no there, it p- removes all jeopardy from, yeah. from anything why couldn't she I don't understand why they had to kill her off why did she why did the movie have to end with I'll, them dying like, I'll tell you callous. I'll tell you why they had to kill them off because not a single one of them was memorable in any way and I'm glad they all died because they were all boring as fuck 
I know, um, I liked him. Um, the robot was kind of, the droid uh, yeah, was, I liked the droids. was quite enjoyable. I, mean, I liked some of them. I just didn't think, like, from her perspective, you okay. know, I thought she was a pretty decent character. I don't know why. I just thought it was just a cheap, nasty trick to just kill her off at the end for absolutely no reason. <sighs> but... Well, like, it, her, it was realistic, though. I, look, I actually do, I don't have a problem with that. I think um, it was a suicide mission. They gave up everything for the cause. I disagree. I think that was one of the things I actually liked about it. That oh, they and the wor- my worst part, my biggest part of the whole thing that really annoyed me was the fact that her dad, who I like, I love the actor, and he was probably the best thing in it. Maz Mickelson, yeah. But the fact that he did add a bit of pathos. Yeah, but he built the bloody Death Star. He's a monster. Oh, he's he built he built <laughs> he built something to destroy it that was. So difficult. Yeah, but he had to do it for some reason. Yeah, but it was so Instead difficult. of just killing himself. Why didn't he just, when he was making the hologram, show her the plan and say, this is where you need to go in the hologram? Because Why you did have he make to, her go to the city? Because you have to download, you have to, <laughs> to get a giant, like, <laughs> solid drive state from a machine. Like, I did kind of like... Okay, I will say what another thing I did like. I liked the whole sort of third act. I thought it was all played out very well. I loved the... I loved the beach setting. I loved the ground yeah, the beach battle. Nice. The space battle was really well done. No, that was so boring. At there one point, were, no, I was like, I love can that. I check my phone? Um, did you think that it was the exact same plot as the end of Star Trek where they had to go and transmit a sound of bees? Remember that? The sound of bees? It was the sound of the Beastie Boys. Spoiler alert Oh, sorry, alert for but they Star were doing Trek. it to like make people... There was something to do with bees. I can't remember what it was. Bees? Oh, there was a swarm. Yeah, is that why you're thinking of bees? That. Anyway, but why do you keep plot. talking about? Because the end of Star Trek is them going up to transmit that, and then two of them having a massive fight out in a deck, and that's exactly what happened in this movie. It yeah, was literally the same end scene. Except that Star Trek was fun. Not a single one of these characters had a had any bit of fun in them. Star Wars is supposed to be an adventure. It's supposed to be a romp. And fine, look, I'm okay with them telling different stories and using different tones and different genres but it's genres. not a different story it's just a it's just a prequel to number four that's exactly yeah. exactly the problem it's th- th- one of my biggest problems with the prequels was that it was just they were just fan service particularly the end of Revenge of the Sith the third one it's just throwing in all these little like nods and this is how uh, C-3PO and R2-D2 end up on this ship did you see them they were how- in this movie for a second yeah but this is exactly my point <laughs> who cares why put them in for a second they have an entire universe that they could make any story about and yet they choose to tell a story immediately before the yeah, other story what I don't just I... so they can just, just show Princess Leia at the end for two seconds and have Darth Vader in it for no reason so and I let's have Darth, Darth Vader, Vader was fun point. Yeah, but it's not. it wasn't fun it was just pointless no, but within the characters. context of the movie it was fun to have Darth Vader I can't believe I'm defending it but within the context of the movie, I just thought, oh, well, at least he's here now because I was confused because I was like... Why? Because I didn't understand at the start. I didn't get that it was... Like, I didn't understand watching it that it was set right before the next movie. So at least when Darth Vader came in, it gave me some context because until that point, I was, like, confused. You thought that Forrest Whitaker was Darth Vader. Yeah, I didn't know what was happening <laughs> because he had, like... He was, like, a robot with, shows- the, with the breathing mask. <laughs> Can we say? Can we talk about Forrest oh Whitaker? Oh my god! What I was have... he doing? I mean, I I like that Forrest Whitaker, like he makes choices and he sticks with he them. He is out of whatever control. the hell he's doing. But what was his character supposed to be? What was his he was speech pattern all about? He was a panto. When at the very end, when he when he tells her, well, first of all, he dies for no reason. He could have easily just left with them, but instead they all goes, died for no, no reason. No, go, go, Jin, you go. Uh, I didn't even get why... Okay, so he's turned into this kind of half-man, half-panto villain 
who walks around and has no legs. They're made of like I machines. Like, no, I like his robot legs. And he's got legs. a Darth Vader mask. Got yeah. an oxygen thing. Inexplicably. So I thought he was Darth Vader and then I was confused because I remembered in the prequels he was played by somebody who was white. So I was like, but it's, I know it's James Earl Jones' voice. So I didn't understand what was happening. Yeah. So you were confused because you knew it was a white actor and a black voice. And then and Forrest Whitaker was Forrest Whitaker like him. was him. I did like when we saw, and I don't remember if we've ever seen this in another Star Wars movie. I liked when Darth Vader was coming out of his weird like bath thing. Have we seen that before? Yeah, we have. All oh, right, okay. Damn, I thought at least that was something different. That's the problem with this movie, <laughs> Cathy. We've seen this all before, with the exception of, yeah, okay, some very inventive um, battle scenes, they weren't inventive. I guess. I've seen that battle scene I guess a not inventive, times. but there were some beautiful shots in there. It was all very well presented. But I think this was, essentially, this is a fan-made film with an enormous budget. Um, there was nothing new pointless? or interesting here. Because if they're all going to be dead, and if they're all dead now, we're never going to see them again. I'm, I'm just like, what was the point yeah, of that movie? I completely agree. What was the point of that movie? I don't care. I don't care how they fucking got the plans. Tell it a different. Yeah, it's like we, tell we know a different got the plan. story that has stakes, has an outcome that we'll care about, and has characters that we can care about. And could it not have had an outcome that surprised us? Like, it's my halfway through the movie I turned to you and said, wait, so they're all going to die at the end of this movie? Yeah, and I said probably. Yeah, because when you said, oh no, they're going to steal the plans. And I was like, wait a second, I don't understand it. If they steal the plans, but then they don't blow it up in the next movie, they must die in this movie. So, yeah. like, I'm watching a movie knowing they're all going to die. So then I thought maybe they'd surprise us and maybe they wouldn't. Or at least, like, one of them would survive. But honestly, either but way... they all die, grisly death. Either way, who cares? Because can you tell me like any of those character names and tell me like two no. distinct things about them I like the guy from the, the night of I thought he was good the pilot yeah Riz Ahmed good actor he was good in it he's probably the best thing in it but what was like and then halfway through watching this what was this, that character what was what, was any, what were any of those characters the, I liked um, the main girl I actually liked her I don't remember her name but I liked her no I thought she was a nothing character I thought the other guy was a nothing character um, the droid had a cu- like didn't like him at first he had, had a couple of good lines um, the, the, the two Asian guys well firstly great that we've seen such a diverse cast but they were just stupid characters no I like them I like the Jedi guy god Though I, I don't know why I hated everything so much it's because you were do you know what you shouldn't have heard any of the reviews over the last two days no um, no no but even <laughs> even if I, I just like Guardians of the Galaxy was a better Star Wars movie than that why can't and look but do you people, think if you'd gone and see because we went to see this right in like re, like we said a really crap environment for it whereas last year we were actually we were literally covered and it was fun. dog shit no but I think if you'd possibly gone to like a screening and it was I full was of pumped. Star Wars crowds and like everyone had been really into it no. and like laughing along with it you might have enjoyed it I a bit disagree more. listen back to the beginning of this I was pumped I'm well pumped I'm wearing a Star Wars Christmas jumper <laughs> and look I have no problem with people who who got a kick out of that and, and loved it because I'm glad you've no problem with them. I've no <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they'd be pleased to know that. Because it worked for them and that's great. And maybe that's, you know, what they want from a Star Wars film. They want a little bit more uh, somberness and a, and, a, and a serious edge. And um, But not me. I, want, I think Star Wars is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be an adventure. It's supposed to be a romp. And I know Force Awakens has its critics. And I think Force Awakens has problems in that it, it, it largely... It's not original either, and I, and I wish they would tell some better stories, you know, in a broader universe. Uh, and it was just a template. But um, hey, that that movie was having a lot of fun. Like, Do you know what my main thing was? I kept thinking because I was so bored, I was getting like really distracted. 
I was thinking back to my theory of like people who watched it as a kid love them and I thought if you showed this movie to a kid and they'd never seen any of the other ones a young kid would I reckon would honestly walk away from the TV because they wouldn't be able to follow what was happening they wouldn't be able to engage with any of the characters there's no humour there was like no colour or light I had the exact same thought like why would like there are so many memorable moments from the first Star Wars moments not to mention characters Han Solo is an iconic I know. They, fun they character never beat him. Chewbacca um, like Obi-Wan Kenobi and they're all sort of just they're, they're archetypes but like even the droid in the last one was fun yeah, yeah the little cute, cute little BB-8 yeah. you've got Finn who's just like wisecracking him and Ray have great chemistry yeah and I remember that halfway through this movie as well as I was getting distracted I remembered oh wasn't it cool in the last movie the way they had a stormtrooper and we saw behind them because they're yeah. just always these all stormtroopers are is like just this endless cannon fodder which makes them really boring so it was cool in the last movie that they did something a bit different with that can we also acknowledge just how boring that movie was yeah. like I was so bored I was checking my watch like the first half of it was just endlessly pointless it was just they were trying to get the team together and I didn't care about the team um, they should have watched you know can I just say obviously I'm like the massive expert on this but what I think they should have done is told a much smaller story with much fewer people and it would have been really nice and just said completely differently from the high like massive top end like Darth Vader um, you know this is like the biggest most um, Death Star rated story it should have been just a small story set in a town somewhere else and it would have been really cool and that's actually what I thought I was going to see that is exactly what I'm saying and it's exactly what I want I want I want like stop trying to this movie and the world today is obsessed with nostalgia to the point where they need to have Darth Vader in it and Princess Leia and Peter Cushing. Can we talk about the fact oh, that yeah, Peter that Cushing freaky. is in this movie even though he's been dead for 20 years? It's funny because I didn't know because I didn't remember him from the other movie but I was like, God, that guy looks weird. And well, then I was in, you I were was, like, he's dead. <laughs> the, the CG was, I mean, it's like almost there. He looked pretty convincing but around the eyes it's a bit sort of uh, Tom Hanks in uh, the Polar Express. There was... But why it was did they do it? Creepy. And my question was, would they have his consent to do that? Like well, they, they don't have his consent because he's dead. His consent. So do they get it from like his spouse or his children or and I guess look if he's a massive fan of the movies and maybe it's something that his family know he wouldn't have minded. But I was like profoundly disturbed to be watching a dead man on screen when you Same. told me that. As soon as you told me that I had the shivers. He was so gaunt, it was weird. I just ugh. But that's exactly how he looked in nineteen seventy seven. Like it's bang on. Um, and again, this proves my point that it's just a prequel because all they're trying to do is tie it into the fourth movie by doing that. Exactly. The whole end of that movie was just obsessed with, look, and this is how they got the disc onto the ship that you saw in the 1977. Like, I don't care. Tell a, tell a complete story that has a beginning and a middle and an end and isn't just filling in dots we didn't need filled. And also, can I just say that we need to wrap up because um, I'm retired, but... I just thought Rogue One was like the lamest name ever and it was really lame the way they came up with it in the ship and I know you said there has some there was some meaning behind it. Well, Rogue Squadron is a famous thing in the Star Wars series and this is how they formed. So that's why. But he, it just how did it just come to him to call the name Rogue One? Well, he ship? had to think of something, didn't he? Yes, it seemed really lame. But again, that's like that was like in the moment in Ghostbusters when they come up with their symbol and all these kind of things it's like but can I just say that like I think first of all I I agree with everything you're saying in the movie but I think you're possibly being overly critical because I just think it's a complete like two and a half out of five movie 
I'm applying a lot of passion into this. Yeah, yeah. two out of five. It's like because no, it's two a, and a half. Out of it's five. a completely competent movie. The guy knows well, how you to say direct. Competent, I, I I disagree because I think it's only competent if you've seen the other movies. But you can say that about any well, movie yeah, in a true. series. But they they called uh, what's it called again? Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Like their promise is that you can watch this as a standalone. So they've actually reneged on their promise. Like at least with the other ones, you know, you know they're a sequel, and like that's fine. I accept that it's a sequel. But this one, I was told it was a standalone. Yeah, because you're missing. If you're missing, if you're missing the broader context of the universe, and you're missing the pieces between sort of episode three and episode four in particular, then yeah, a lot of that just would not land for you. And there was a lot of little footage. Um, I liked that they threw in sort of characters who fly up against the Death Star. Um, I told you there were other sort of actors from 1977 who'd been face planted or whatever that <laughs> so weird, technology like. is but what are you like we were just saying what does this mean like for the movie industry now that you can just pluck dead actors um and put them in your movies like that's opening up a weird can of worms isn't it i mean it's well, I one thing with, like, taking carrie fisher's face. or whatever but he was already i mean he's already committed to being the movie i guess but we yeah. saw it in that what movie did we see it in again in Iron Man when he was like Robert Downey Jr like he was like 20 but that's a different thing that's that's the act you're mapping and Anthony Hopkins in Westworld yeah and that that technology is very interesting and I'm, I'm impressed by that yeah but the dead but thing that's different out. yeah there's no consent there right so we need to give like so first of all given you've seen every Star Wars movie what like 100 times you know you're going to watch this again or are you going to tell me right now you're never going to watch it again in principle no, I think I will. Well, I was thinking about this in the cinema. I said, I do not have a desire to watch that again. I really did not think that was a good movie and I didn't enjoy it. So, But I think you need to give yourself a break, right? Because you love the franchise. And, like, go back in a year or two and with a friend who's into Star Wars, make a night of it and see if you enjoy it that way. Yeah, I think so too. Now that I know what to expect, I, can, I think I will give it a second chance. Um, and I, I'm being particularly down on it just because I am so passionate about the series and I'm and I'm... I didn't enjoy it, so I'm funneling that passion into <laughs> negativity hatred. and hatred. I'm giving into the dark side. But yeah, you are giving into the dark side. Also, can I just say that, like that, that like um, the blind Jedi guy, right? I actually really liked it. He the wasn't a Jedi, see. But he, no, that he had been a Jedi, but they'd like taken all his his lightsaber from him or whatever. I don't think he was. <laughs> Oh. But again, like none of that was clear. But and I like the way I like the battle he was a bad scene actor. He, I like the battle scene where he was able to um, fight, like using his sound. I thought that was fun. But yeah, he was. I, he wasn't a bad yeah, actor. He like, just had really bad lines. But like, de- we've seen that in Daredevil. We've seen this a million times. He had really bad lines, and he was a bad actor. Um, like all the okay, lines, the dialogue was bad. It wasn't as bad as the prequels, though. Here's an example. Like they had that sort of telepathic weird alien thing that you thought was Jabba the Hutt yeah like, I was like oh Jabba the Hutt's in this that's I kept an example, looking for things from the other movies that's an example of something new we've never seen before and I thought oh that's interesting um, and then it was in for two seconds two seconds and it's gone and then the rest is just oh, it's, the, it's the Empire even when they go to new planets in this none of the planets were interesting it's just the same it's just one topological feature on the planet mm-hmm. um, and it's like oh this one's a beach hey that's new you guys have never seen a beach before there's a whole universe of planets Do you remember Guardians of the Galaxy where they had a planet which was like a, a dead alien's giant head no it's like that's inventive yeah look this wasn't inventive but can I just say like my final view on it is 
that Disney have killed it now because if there's going to be one every year that is so dull like forever as far as we know there's going to be a Star Wars movie uh, Star Wars movie every year right every second year is part of the series every second year is I say standalone in inverted commas because they're not standalone clearly so and we know the next one's going to be about Han Solo right so it's not standalone um, yeah I'm just like oh they've killed it now it's dead and like you know they're playing it way too safe yeah why though like it's so funny because I was talking to somebody in work today and they didn't even know there was a Star Wars movie out <laughs> I just thought oh that's very interesting because it's not a real Star yeah. Wars movie everyone knows it but look I think these standalone movies are just going to be hit and miss I'd like to watch the Han Solo one though I think that'd be a bit of fun then they should have just launched with that one like I don't know why they launched with this one and all the fanboys who were saying it's the best movie ever I can't wait for them to like hang their head in shame like when they watch it again and they've kind of excitement just goes off what about this movie yeah I don't know the reviews are way too positive like as I said it's grand like but I think my suspicion is with this movie it's that sort of I think this probably is really hitting the mark for a lot of people and I think it is I've heard people say it no no but I think in the same way that sort of um, people like that sort of grim seriousness of the dark knight for instance but it wasn't serious enough either though it was neither here nor there it was neither here nor there and that's the, that's our review yeah, put, that, put that on the poster but that's true though isn't it it wasn't funny enough or sombre enough or original enough or but what I, okay what I'm trying to say is some people are just satisfied with um, big battles and grey visual blandness <laughs> they really are I, honestly um, and this is not a criticism of anyone who enjoyed this movie if you enjoyed it you Kudos to you, you but I want it. I want colour and fun and excitement and big loud music. The the score oh, didn't no. even do anything for me. I need to say, sorry, we're literally home now and we're um, going to bed. But I thought the score was shit, and I was so disappointed yeah. because I actually liked the original music. And you told me it was the guy who did Up, which is probably my favourite music of all time. And I just thought he didn't deserve any of the moments. And I know it wasn't his fault that like the movie was boring, but like. The moments where there was... And there was numerous moments where the score was just, you know, going like all cylinders and it was so dramatic and it was like for nothing. It was completely unwarranted, the music. Look, I They get, didn't deserve yeah, a I didn't notice the score at all. But then the score... Score needs to lift um, character and emotion and writing. And that when the two work well together, as they did in Lost, I think, um, because Lost for All Its Problems... You lost. Had a lot of problems, but it had great music and great characters, and like that had some magical moments. You remember, like I still tear up thinking about the constant, um, that episode with Penny and Desmond when they're talking. Yeah, that was beautiful. But listen, we're way off topic now. We're talking about Penny and Desmond because that was more interesting than um, than this. So yeah, I'm sorry if you didn't enjoy it more. I pretty much it was exactly what I expected. I didn't enjoy it at all. I got a few moments where I thought, oh, that that was cool. There was some cool moments in there. Great, some cool. Fun at least bits. it wasn't that long that's all I have to say on the matter because I'm so tired at one point I genuinely thought I might fall asleep yeah sorry you can follow us on Twitter <laughs> at the Cinemile <laughs> or we're on Facebook at the Cinemile um, let us know what you thought and maybe we'll put a poll up because I'll be quite interested to hear what our listeners uh, thought of Rogue One um, I'll put that up for the next week or so as you guys start watching it yeah and um and yeah. hopefully the next movie we see is a bit more fun. Hopefully it might be that Jennifer Lawrence one that looks good. The Passengers one with yeah. her and Chris Pratt. Yeah, I've been avoiding all trailers Same. for that because it looks like a uh, sort of sci-fi concept. I like knowing nothing about those things. So yeah, I mean, 
Yeah, I'm in as well. Um, All right. All right, bye. bye.